What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the podcast, where we'll discuss this week's big headlines in news and entertainment and keep you up to date with Cal Poly news. I'm Zachary Donenfield. And I'm Caitlin Scott. And you're listening to The Flip Side. We're back. Yeah, it's been a couple weeks. We um, we had finals, so we decided to take a little break and focus on that. And then we were off to spring break and then got back, chilled for another week just to get settled in. And here we are week two back in the studio. Yeah, it's really nice to be back after a decently long hiatus. I know, it feels like a long time. Yeah, I'm really excited to get back into it and to keep working on stories and keep pushing great flip side content. Yeah, this quarter should be fun. We have a lot of exciting ideas and content we hope we can push forward. So stay tuned. It's it's going to be a, a good quarter. We'll just say that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Jumping into some news. And in today's news. So Mark Zuckerberg is under fire for a little bit of privacy breaching with Facebook. I shouldn't say a little bit. I should say a lot of it. But he testified in front of Congress two days in a row um, in regards to the data breach. In regards to the data breach from the Cambridge Analytica scandal. So a researcher had access to over 50 million users' accounts, and he ended up selling this data to Cambridge Analytica, which is a political campaign association. Yeah, research company. Yeah, um, which then the Trump-Pence campaign ended up hiring. Hiring. Um, thank you for the word. Um, the Trump campaign ended up hiring during the 2016 election. So they were using this information to essentially sway voters during the 2016 election. Yeah, so to give you like a little timeline background. So there was a hidden camera that was brought into a Cambridge Analytica meeting that really just kind of blew open the doors to kind of like the shady dealings that this this company does where they essentially like asked these Cambridge Analytica officers and like you know the CEO and high-ranking officials whether or not they would be um, willing to do some shady things like bribery or threatening and stuff like that to to get information or data that someone who hired them would need and they were open to doing that. And so that kind of just thrust the spotlight on them. And then it came out that Cambridge Analytica had acquired all of this Facebook data. And Facebook has been in hot water since 2016, since the, the election, when there was just this rampant um, fake news that was being spread really quickly on the, on the platform, not to mention uh, Russian hackers using the platform to push their own agenda. So this is interesting. Facebook isn't in trouble because they uh, were dealing directly with Cambridge Analytica, but because they were dealing indirectly with Cambridge Analytica. They didn't, they didn't do enough to protect our privacy. Exactly. Is what a lot of people are up in arms about. And Facebook has two levels of what they consider to be user data. So the first level is user generated data, which is the stuff that you put as your status update, your photos, your videos, the things that you share. That is all user generated content. And then they have a second level, which is your demographics and your psychographics, which they use to then target ads to you. And the second level is what people are most concerned about, 
because this is more personal data. This is your ethnicity. This is your age, your birthday, where you go to school. Everything you ever liked, everything you ever viewed. Exactly. Yeah, no, it gets it gets really personal. One of Zuckerberg's, I guess, biggest defenses that he's trying to use is that he's trying to act transparently and be like, no, you can see all the data that we collect and you can go and download this and there's a button that you can click on and see all of this and your roommate actually did it and he said how creepy it was and how much data they have. But the thing is, is that a lot of this data that is in this downloadable forum, I don't know, is just stuff that you've posted and it's not that more private information, more personal information. And I think that's what people still want to see is like, where is that coming from? Where are you getting this? Where are you storing it? Right. You know? Well, this brings up a really important question. And that question is, how important is my data? Like, how, how much should I be protecting it? Because we as as a technology has increased rapidly and these social platforms have just begun populating rapidly and people have you know started accepting these licensing agreements and agreeing to the terms of service and you well, know doing the all these sorts of things Zucker- do you do you know what you're getting into yeah zuckerberg almost said in front of congress he was like it's there in the terms and agreement no one reads it but if people read through it you would see exactly what we use your data for exactly everything that we store. I think that if people knew what was happening with their data, they might be less inclined to do that. The only problem See, is... I disagree. I don't think people care. Because I think all of us subconsciously know what they're doing with our data. Mm. I it's mean, just, how valuable is your data to you? I mean, the, the exchange is you give your data freely to these companies to use and to hold on to in exchange for using their social media platforms free of charge. And I use air quotes for free of charge because you're paying with your data. You're giving them the means by which to target you with specific ads or, you know, in this case, which is way more dangerous, political ads, political campaigns. Like they know how to target you with almost propaganda. I think all platforms do this. I don't think it's necessarily specialized to Facebook. I think the one thing that makes Facebook stand out from everyone else is just they have kind of a stake in the political game. Mm-hmm. But the internet knows everything about all of us. Totally. Well, in conclusion, I think that this story is really important. I'll be paying close attention to the outcome because I have a feeling that whatever the outcome is, it will set a precedent for uh, data security in the future. And I think regardless, even though it seems like the congressmen and congresswomen who are interviewing Zuckerberg don't really understand what they're talking about, I think it starts an important conversation and at least gets it on people's radar so that they know that this is an issue and that they should be concerned about their data privacy and you know how their data is stored and protected. Facebook did fail us in a certain sense, and it very well could be, uh, my Facebook account could be one of those 50 million. It's easy to think like, oh, that couldn't happen to me. But it very well could be me. And if it was me who had had my data taken and used, I would feel I would feel violated. So I, I think it's really important. And I'm glad that this conversation is is starting. And, you know, it, I think it's gone for on for too long, unchecked and unmonitored. I, I think we should implement things that the UK does and Britain does where 
um, on their terms and agreements, you can like opt out to certain things. So I hope that that's what comes of this is that we can opt out to certain things because right now it's either like, you want to use this app? Give us all your data. That's not ideal. It's not ideal. Moving on to some entertainment news, Fortnite is the game craze sweeping the world right now. It has made over $15 million in its first three months, and it just transitioned to mobile and is now making almost $2 million a day. That's insane. Yeah, so it's overtaken uh, popular mobile games like Candy Crush, Clash of Clans, Pokemon Go, in terms of how much money it's making. And uh, it's pretty interesting seeing this craze sweep the world. It's being watched constantly on Twitch, which is a gaming streaming service where people can log on and watch other famous streamers play this video game. So this is becoming really popular, and it's really interesting seeing this progress. Yeah, the gaming industry is a huge industry. I think sometimes I forget how big it is. And how much money they make. Yeah, well, I mean, you can even think of YouTubers as an example, like PewDiePie, who has, um, I think, over like 50 million subscribers. He's the most subscribed person on YouTube. He started out as a gaming channel, Mm -hmm. and that's how he gained all of this popularity. It's just crazy. I mean, I'm not a gamer myself, so sometimes it's hard for me to like understand the grasp of these games, but we can even think of our Pokemon Go experience the other day. Yeah. That was so crazy yeah tell tell them what happened so we were getting bagels one morning mm-hmm. yeah and got our food and then ended up going and sitting down on this bench just in this little park and i kid you not i felt like it was in an episode of black mirror <laughs> every single person in this park was playing pokemon go yeah, they were on their phones with, like, battery packs attached to their phones so they wouldn't die. And, like, adults and kids alike it were on their phones. It was a family thing. It wasn't just, like, a group of teenagers. It was actually grown adults with their little children playing this game Yeah, it's a really park. small park, but there must have been, like, 25 people out and about trying to catch Pokemon Oh, on we were phones. the only people not on our phones. Yeah, it was—that was wild. That was wild. It was freaky. I'm like, is no one enjoying this day just walking around a park like we're all playing Pokemon Go? Yeah. Yeah. That was weird for me. One thing I did want to touch on is the business model of this game, Fortnite. It's really interesting. It's free to play, so you can download the game on your mobile device and begin playing it right away. But if you want to buy non-game-altering Uh, cosmetic items for your character like costumes like costumes or like emotes which are like dances your character can do and stuff then you would pay real money and people are people are paying money for this actually i've been seeing a ton of articles about this concept of people spending their actual money on virtual items Mm -hmm. things that are not real Mm -hmm. that's interesting yeah like people get gratification from costumes in a game totally i mean it gets addictive you get into the game and you're like i want this yeah yeah but i think it it brings up a a good question which is um kids who are really susceptible to marketing like that like free to play but like you know pay for this cosmetic thing they might be like really tempted to spend their parents money on these in-game cosmetic items i mean there have been plenty of stories where like 
a kid will inadvertently spend like a thousand dollars on their mom's iPad and like their mom will be like, what the hell? You know, like, and the kid will be like, I didn't know that it was real. Like real money was being spent because like you can't see a transaction happening. It just happens. And then bam, you get this instant gratification of having whatever item you wanted just by clicking that button. And it seems like you gave nothing for something, but you in fact paid money for it. Well, I guess the final question I have for you is, is Fortnite downloaded on your phone? It's not. I actually have never played the game. Maybe I'll jump on the bandwagon at some point. Although my phone is so broken right now. <laughs> it is. And it broke even more this morning. So it's going to have to wait until my phone is fixed. I've never seen a broken home button before. It's very broken. Like how does someone shatter their home button? I, I, I don't even know. I like... <laughs> I don't even know. <sighs> All right. Well... Should we move on? Yeah. All right, so moving into some Cal Poly news, we're just going to touch on this and kind of give you a brief overview of what has transpired. So last weekend, Lambda Chi Alpha, a fraternity on campus, had a fraternity event where one member decided it would be a good idea to paint his face black. And when a photo of this kid in blackface surfaced, it obviously caught fire and a lot of people were offended and hurt. And it started an investigation into what had transpired. So when pressed for further details as to why this kid was dressed a certain way, the fraternity issued a statement explaining that they had been doing a color game. Yeah, they were saying we were having an event where our members were dressing up in the various colors of our fraternity. So I think it was white, black, green, and yellow, which with the original photo that had surfaced had sort of made sense because the other guy featured in the photo is in a yellow bandana. And so it seems like, oh, maybe this was a color game. Doesn't give him any right to still go as far as to paint his body black. But that was the issue, or that was the statement that they had issued. And that was basically the excuse that they had given. But then following that, someone had posted a photo, some member of the fraternity had posted a photo from the party, which then made it very apparent that this was not a color-themed party. It was more of a gangster-themed party or whatever the hell it was. And all of these guys were dressed in baggy clothes. They had things written on their arms, which you can't really tell what it is, but... But yeah, this 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 was a, a gangster-themed party, and this kid decided to paint his face black to represent a gangster. Obviously, a lot of the student body was really, really enraged by this. It caught fire really quickly. It was picked up by Mustang News. And uh, an emergency town hall meeting was called to address the issue. President Armstrong, who is president of the university, was actually in Washington, D.C. that night. So he was not able to attend the first emergency town hall meeting and a lot of outrage that he was not present they ended up scheduling a another emergency town hall meeting which took place on thursday night he was there yeah that took place in the performing arts theater it was completely filled um all the way up to the second row and they provided a forum in which students could come up and express their feelings and emotions to president armstrong in a public setting Caitlin and I were there for about an hour of it. I think it went for probably another hour after we left. Probably even longer, if I'm being honest. Yeah. 
Yeah, just a, a lot of students are hurt by this. I think it's just the final straw. Cal Poly has been under fire with just racial tensions over the past year, and there have been some incidents just not only this year, but um, the previous, and the university has done a lot of shoulder shrugging and pushing it under the rug, and I think now students are finally like, This is no, the last straw. things need to be done. This is not okay. You need to realize it's not okay, and actions need to be taken towards these individuals who think these things are okay. Yeah, so many students are calling for the expulsion of the student who was in blackface and are also calling for the entire fraternity to be disbanded and removed from campus. I actually just walked past the, uh, I I biked past the fraternity house just coming to the studio and they removed their letters from the front of the house. Yeah, so as of now, the fraternity is placed on probation until April 2019, so they're obviously pretty much not going to be able to do anything. The entire Cal Poly Greek system is on probation as well as they continue to investigate this. I think that this chapter is going to dissolve. I mean, I don't even see how incoming students would want to be a part of this. I don't know why anyone would still want to be a part of this. The chapter headquarters of Lambda Chi Alpha has stepped in and they have taken action. So this has caught national attention and I think it rightfully so this is not okay and no one should think this is okay so I guess just to give a general overview Zach and I really want to dive into the story and we want to report this as journalism students and um, we're hoping within the next week or so that we can get an episode out just dedicated to this topic and dedicated this to this issue and talk to various people that are involved so we're going to leave it at that We'll be covering this over the next few weeks, and I'm sure that this will be an ongoing investigation, so we will be sure to update everyone on what comes forth from this. Mm-hmm. All right. Should we roll into the B-side? B-side? Oh, my God. I missed the B-side, Caitlin. I know. I mean, I just miss being in here. I know. It's kind of nice, to be honest. It's been a while. Actually, Zach and I are going to spend... A lot of time in the studio this quarter. This is true. We have a KCPR broadcasting class. Yeah, so we're going to be doing live on-air broadcasts through KCPR. So if you want to, if you just miss us. Casual want... casual live plug. <laughs> if you want more of us, then, then we'll be sure to live. tune in. Anyways, let's roll into the B-side. So, guess what this weekend is? Open house. Open house. Which, Choose Polly. Um, so it is open house, which means that all of the newly admitted students to Cal Poly uh, are visiting the university, and there's a lot going on. There's the rodeo. There is like everything. There's booths that we're going to be at tomorrow. Yeah, there's constant tours. Just uh, being in this booth, we are watching tours walk in and out. <laughs> yeah, people of... are watching us as we do this. It's a little uncomfortable, to be yeah. honest. But we wanted to take a little time, since it is open house, to address our incoming transfer students and incoming freshmen and let them know what tips and what things they need to have in order to be a good poly student. Yeah, I mean, we're helping you out here. We want you to fit in. Yeah, we want you to come in and immediately hang with the cool kids, which Caitlin and I certainly are. (laughs) Right. Okay. Uh, so what's number one in our list? <laughs> number one, you better have that hydro flask. 
Oh my god. So, I started my Cal Poly career with a shoot Camelback water bottle. Great water bottle. Weak. High capacity. Doesn't stay cold. But anyway, um, I... Get on that stainless steel game. Anyway, <laughs> I met Caitlin and uh, like within the first week of meeting her, she began shitting on me for my water bottle. <laughs> she was like, what is that? And I was like, it's, it's this Camelback shoot. It has great capacity. Look at how much water it holds. And I was like, no, no, no. It's warm you're constantly drinking warm water which i was in zach's shoes prior to me getting my hydro flask i was like i don't get the hype i don't need a hydro flask all of these kids have it i don't want to be like them and then my dad got a hydro flask actually and i broke my water bottle or lost it or something so i was using his for like a week and my life was changed (laughs) and I got one after that, and I became Team Hydro, you know, just along with every other student on this campus, so. So she came in knowing that she was, like, already a cool, cool poly student because oh, she yeah. had a Hydro Flask, a legitimately, like, literally cool poly student because you had cold water. But uh, she has since turned me to the dark side, and uh, she got me a Hydro Flask as a gift. Thank you, thank you, which I've been using and have already dented. Oh, you don't want to see mine. <laughs> Do you want to know what happened to my hydro flask? She kicked it off a mountain. I dropped it off of Bishop's Peak. Yikes. I'm surprised it survived, to be honest. <laughs> I'm, surprised it sur- I'm surprised I survived trying to get it. I mean, <laughs> this is a perfect plug for hydro flask. Indestructible. You can drop it off a mountain and it won't break. I mean, it won't break, but it'll be heavily dented and... And Love. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, mine's kind of a mess, but it doesn't affect the inside, so get your hydros. Anyway, yeah, come to Polly. If you come into Polly, you need to have a hydro flask. All right, so number two on our list. Uh, if you're coming to Polly, it's going to be mostly warm weather and sunny days here, so you need to wear open-toed shoes. But if you're going to wear open-toed shoes, you can't be wearing no thong flip-flops. You gotta be wearing a pair of Birkenstocks. Yeah, got my Birkenstocks on right now. <laughs> Birkenstock Bay. I actually didn't. A lot of people here wear Birkenstocks. Yeah, a lot like, of people. A wear. lot. Yeah. In fact, <laughs> I was actually surprised when I got here with my Birkenstocks. How many people had Birkenstocks? It's funny. My roommate Robert is from Sweden, so he's from Europe. He can legitimately have an excuse for wearing Birkenstocks because they're they come from Germany. Yeah, his um friend from Sweden is actually just here and he was like, Don't you dare get Birkenstocks. Yeah. But the funny thing is he doesn't have Birkenstocks and he is now in his last quarter at Poly getting Birkenstocks. He's like, I need some. We've converted him. <laughs> But they're great sandals, super comfy, and everyone wears them on campus. All right, next two words, red bubble. Ugh. Or that might be one word, actually. Yeah, red bubble stickers. If you guys are not aware of what red bubble is, I didn't even know what it was until I saw all of the sorority girls stickering their hydro flasks and their laptop cases with red bubble stickers. But it's a website where I think you can like create your own... Stickers, yeah. because some of them are personalized to Cal Poly. They do have some, but um, everyone has red bubble everyone stickers. Everyone has red bubble stickers on either their hydro flask or their laptop or both. So take your pick. 
get on the website, find some stickers. And if you're going to be in Greek like, you you know you got to plaster Theta across your water bottle. Obviously. Kaylin and I were in class one day and we saw this girl with a giant succulent sticker on her water bottle. On, sorry, not on her water bottle, on her hydro flask. And so we were <laughs> like, hey, let's peruse Red Bubble and see if we can find the sticker. Immediately, Caitlin finds the sticker. Yeah. Yep. It's just, they're everywhere. They're kind of expensive, though. They are. They're like $2 a sticker. Hey, it costs money to look this good. To be fair, I've gotten most of my stickers for free. Hey. You just hey. got to hit them with like a wink and a hair flip. Casual plug. <laughs> um, if you guys want to decorate your laptops with even more stickers, Caitlin and I have some flip side stickers. So if you know who we are, come find us and we'll hook it up. <laughs> this is true. Yep. All right. Zach, do you even rec center? I don't really rec center, but oh man, is there a rec center culture? It's serious. I mean, we have a beautiful rec center. I just, I'm not really, I like to go outside for my workouts. Zach prefers to climb plastic. This is true. So, (laughs) So in my limited experience at the rec center, there is certainly an attire that you need to wear. So for guys, you need to have Nike trainers. Whatever it is, it needs to be Nike. There's no Adidas. There's no Puma. There's no Under Armour. You are wearing Nike. And the same goes for for women as well. The difference being women, you cannot go in there without your Lulus. (laughs) You need to go in. No, no, no. No shorts allowed. (laughs) He's not wrong, unfortunately. (laughs) What another thing? Basically, if you don't work out now, you're going to because <laughs> rec center. Yep, yep. Hey, and sometimes Zach Efron hangs out there because he lives in San Luis Obispo, so maybe you'll see him. Yeah, if you're trying to. So you have to go every single day just in case Zach shows up. <laughs> All right, what next? Do you even coffee? Explain. <laughs> so Slow has a lot of coffee shops, and I mean like a lot of coffee shops. So. If you're a Starbucks fan now, that is no more, okay? It is Scout, it is Cruiseberg, it is Black Horse, take your pick. You have to have a love mark with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even Sudoku, yeah? Have oh, yeah, had... Sudoku, too. They have some good coffee there. Study spots. I mean, that being said, there are two Starbucks on campus, and so you will... Probably get a Starbucks from time to time. I mean, let's... I mean, we never had meal passes, but I'm pretty sure that the Starbucks is included in your meal pass. So go crazy, have much coffee. That being said, the lines in the morning oh are my gosh. atrocious. Yeah, I don't even know why people stand that long the line. No, I'm glad I'm not a coffee person. Although Caitlin is trying her best to convert me. I'm not trying. I'm just like, if I'm ever getting a coffee, I'm gonna offer to get you one as well. <laughs> I know she's just a sweetheart. Being nice. <laughs> You can say no. There's no peer pressure. All right. So if you're coming to Polly, he likes gotta, vanilla lattes. I do. <laughs> if you're coming to Polly, be prepared to drink some coffee. We have some pretty good coffee shops. Actually, we're going to be hitting one up this afternoon to do some homework. Oh, yeah. Speaking of not having free time. Oh, okay. So you got to take your pick. Mm. Are you are you North Face or are you Patagonia? Team North Face all the way. Team Patagonia. Hey, I got a rep. I got a rep NorCal. And I got a rep VTA. So. Uh uh. It's the bay, bay or bust. Everyone is either North Face or Patagonia. So choose your pick. You walk up here with a Jansport. Uh uh-uh. uh. 
It's important to note that if you commit to one, you can't wear the other, okay? You need to pick one. This is like Team Jacob and Team, what's the other guy? Edward. Edward. Team Edward or Team Jacob. Come on. This is like fire and ice, baby. All right. All right. Well, those are our little tips and tricks for you, you incoming poly students. So excited. Oh, my gosh. So excited to see you on campus, see you looking fresh in your new gear, and just kind of absorb you into the amorphous amoeba that is our student body, which is just hydro flask toting, Birkenstock wearing, red bubble decorating. coffee drinking. Basically, we're all basic AF. Yeah, basic, basic people. It's fine. (laughs) It is fine. All right. Well, that's all we have for you today. But thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Flip Side. We'll be bringing you new episodes every Tuesday. So stay tuned for more. So happy to be back. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram. Or if you want to complain or praise us in any way, you can email us at theflipsidepodcast at gmail.com. Cut. That's a wrap for Acapulco Scene 4. Well done, everybody.